Welcome, welcome. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. Here we are, another week of All That Matters. I'm Jan Goldstein, and so, so very important to take stock, I think, on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis, on all that we are and all that we have and all that we yet wish to do. And during this incredible past year of this pandemic, I've also been taking stock of all the things I take for granted or I've taken for granted and all the people and the interaction. And I know that you must share this feeling of there are people you miss seeing and there are people um, who are very, very important to you. And then there are people you come across maybe not so often, but they're the people that um, you really didn't know you hang your hat on their existence uh, during the course of your life, that that they are more important than you thought. And it was true for me before the pandemic, and I'm hoping it will be true after we're done with this craziness and the world is a lot healthier. But about every two or three months, I would find myself in a section of the city where a certain laid-back restaurant occupies a busy corner. And maybe you have a kind of, regular place that you've gone to either in the past might have been some part of your past or it might be some part of the recent past or it may be some part of your future but it's it's that regularity now I grew up in a home where my dad owned a local diner a local restaurant in addition to being an actor um, later in his life he had become a partner and then taken over this business and it was seeing the regular faces. I grew up watching people come in for a piece of pie in the afternoon or whatever. And, you know, they would interact with the waitress um, that they had known for years. And I found myself having that kind of experience. Um, You know, it might not be the food that draws you so much as the bohemian atmosphere, at least for me. And I would go into this place before the pandemic. It was a mix of rock and jazz on the sound system and the classy, comfy booths that reminded me of my dad's own Henry's Diner in Burlington, Vermont. It it was the avant-garde lighting fixtures that hang low from an art-covered ceiling. This particular restaurant I used to go to and Most important, it was a hands-off policy among the staff. You could sit and read the paper or get on your laptop or catch up on bills or compose a poem or work on some book or simply relax. One of the joys of checking into this easygoing oasis I went to up until last year, and I hope to go to yet again, or to find a place like this, one of the The joys was being greeted by the same waitress. An upbeat woman in her late 30s, she had a face full of freckles looking fresh out of Ireland. No matter how long it's been since my last visit, or it had been, the woman's cheerful greeting was always the same. It was a generous smile and a listening of what she knows I want. My order never changed, but she repeated it just to make sure I hadn't slipped the habit. Okay, easy on the oil, omelet, tomatoes, bagel, onion if we have it, otherwise plain coffee, ice water with lemon, that right? Yep, that's me. 
and I'm secretly grateful each time she remembered. It's a little taste of familiarity in what has been a large and sprawling metropolis for me after growing up in a much smaller town. And one of the hallmarks of this long-standing interaction was always how little we actually said to each other, and I'd only thought about it recently. I mean, there was the acknowledgement of welcome and the how-have-you-been pleasantries and, of course, that order ritual. But she pretty much left me alone to read or write, yet somehow magically appeared at the precise moment I was looking for a refill. It's uncanny. Have you had that experience? In any cafe, any restaurant, any place that's familiar, or maybe your local coffee place, they know you. But who was that person, really? I, I found myself thinking about that. Why, out of the several waitstaff in this funky eatery, did I connect with her, even if in a fairly limited fashion? Why do we connect with any of the people we connect with? Well, the last time I was in, which was well over a year ago, we ran through the ritual, only this time I laughed at myself for being such a creature of habit that there existed a person in the universe who saw my face and thought immediately, uh-huh, omelet. She grinned and said something about enjoying her regulars. I pointed out that at a clip of every couple of months, I could hardly be considered a regular, and she countered by giving me a little gem. It's not the frequency, she said. It's the friendliness. There's a world of wisdom in that observation, and even thinking of it now gives me cold chills. It's not the frequency. It's the friendliness. No matter how often we run into people who are on the periphery of our lives, it's the act of a genuine smile and attitude of appreciation that we may even come to count on that makes the human interchange a memorable one. And it's one that we've been missing and that we need to hold on to. To offer up that kind of greeting with friendly familiarity as opposed to perfunctory precision is key to our stepping back into the world like we mean it. Speaking briefly with her back then, I found out that the woman was engaged to a furniture designer who handcrafted his own creations. I shared photos of my family and was surprised to hear that she knew the very town in Ireland where my wife and I had experienced the most exquisite sunset. But not because she was Irish. It was because her father had been a passionate golfer and had dragged the family to the best golf courses all over the world. And La Hinch in Ireland had been part of the European tour. I learned that she was a painter and used all her tip money to buy materials for this passion. That she dreamt of setting up a studio and considered Georgia O'Keeffe one of her life's inspirations. I mean, I was almost embarrassed that this artist was serving me up breakfast. She should be out there following her heart, using her talent on a canvas. She may have suspected my thoughts, because in the next minute, she gave me one more gift of counsel. Art comes from living not the other way around. Can you believe it? This is what she told me. Art comes from living, not the other way around. By stepping into the world with passion, as I hope we're doing even now, even when we're limited, 
We all become artists of life. And it may be that we're drawn to certain human beings because we unconsciously sense the art in their living. Or maybe it could mean that in the hustle and bustle of our high-speed lives, someone who graciously remembers something so basic as your food preference is herself or himself an oasis of humanity. That's what I'm looking for, I think, this week and reminding myself of and sharing with you that we all could be an oasis of humanity, each in our own way, and that we all are drawn to people who are like that. Because in stepping into our daily lives, the words of this woman, waitress, painter, artist, could hang on our soul's doorknob. It's not the frequency. It's the friendliness. Art comes from living, not the other way around. Oh yeah, I left a really big tip. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Here's to a week in which we find the art and artist within ourselves and that we recognize it in others as well. That would be gift enough for the coming week, wouldn't it? I'm Jan Goldstein. Until next week, this is all that matters.